Welcome to the Forbidden Forest. This is James, and we are reading chapter 41 of the Blood Magic series. Run, just run. February 28th, 2009. Draco had watched in stunned horror as Harry walked straight out the door of the cottage. Hearing the crack of apparition felt like he'd been electrocuted, shocked out of his stupor. Harry was gone. He was gone. Draco dragged in a strangled breath and choked out a sob of pure agony as terror gripped him. Draco had kicked him out, and now he was probably back in Muggle London, relapsing. And it was entirely Draco's fault. Even if it wasn't logical, even if Harry had shown no warning signs of breaking his sobriety, Draco's panic was beyond reason. His mind took him to the worst possible scenario and wouldn't let him leave. What the fuck had he done? Why did he push himself on Harry? Harry, who was just as scared of their intimacy as Draco. Harry, who had never kissed a boy before. Draco dropped his head in his hands, gripping his hair painfully, and cried out into the empty cottage. Little Dipper hooting softly at Draco in response. He had never felt more foolish, more lonely, or more guilty. Tears streaming down his face, he tried to drag more oxygen into his lungs, but there didn't seem to be any air left in the room. The familiar tingling in his limbs threatening to take his mind and awareness away from himself. He was shaking and terrified for Harry, as he reached over for his wand and desperately tried to cast a Patronus to ask Harry to come back, to apologize, to beg for forgiveness. Expecto Patronum, he cried, lips numb. Nothing happened. He tried and tried to pull his happy memories forward, but the thoughts of Harry dying of an overdose, trapped in the tomb of Sirius's old bedroom, clouded his thoughts. Expecto Patronum, he sobbed again, vision tunneling. Still nothing. He tried and tried, repeating it over and over, his panic dragging him further and further under, each failed attempt fueling the burning fear in him. Harry was surely dying. He wasn't sure how long he sat, immobilized by fear and heartbreak, sobbing and repeating the incantation like it was the only thing keeping Harry alive. But eventually he was finally overcome by his panic attack, and he lost consciousness on his bunk, wand still gripped in his hand. Draco woke early the next morning with a start. He jumped out of his bed, weary on his feet, limbs still heavy with sleep. Harry, he called. It felt like the bottom had dropped out of his life. When no one responded, tears sprang forward with shocking readiness. The sun was coming up, and Draco saw that there were two Thestrals staring in through the kitchen window. He couldn't tell if their presence soothed or worried him. Were they here to take him to Harry? Was Harry injured? Was he alive? He dragged his layers on in a hurry and shoved his boots on as he walked to the door, flinging it open and stepping out into the bitter cold morning. Where's Harry? he asked the Thestrals, realizing one of them was Volumi. They turned slowly and began walking towards him. Volumi, where is he? Is he okay? She didn't react as if she wanted to take him anywhere. Instead, she nimbly walked up to him and pressed the whole length of her face into his torso and gently rubbed it against the scratchy fabric of his sweater. Tears streamed down his face as he stroked her neck and the side of her face. Through his blurry vision, he could see the second Thestra moving closer and others coming out of the trees towards him. Why are you here? He whispered to his friend. 
They didn't provide an answer. They just came and circled him, nudging him and rubbing their faces against him. I just want to know if he's okay, he said pathetically. He realized now, in the light of day, that Harry was probably very much safe from a relapse, but hurt by Draco's behavior nonetheless. He had probably gone back to London to give Draco the space he had demanded from Harry. Draco felt ashamed of himself, of how he acted, how he had kicked Harry out after all they'd been through together. He stood there in the biting cold, in too few layers, shivering against the icy wind that swept through the yard, wondering what the fuck to do. He and Harry had packed all of their belongings the day before. They had planned to apparate back to London together before going their separate ways. Now it was just Draco. Harry had left his things, so surely he would be back at some point for them, but Draco didn't think he could face Harry. Didn't think he could stand to wait. He wiped the tears from his face, sniffling his frozen nose and stealing himself to make his move. I have to go, he said softly to Bullamy. She nibbled at his hand with her velvety beak as she backed up to give him space. As if taking the hint from her, the other Thestrals followed suit and retreated. He breathed out a sigh of gratitude before he turned and walked back into the cottage. It already seemed cold and derelict with their things packed and Harry gone. He picked up his suitcase full of everything he owned and stood staring around the room that he had called home for the last year. He fought another upsurge of tears as he pulled his wand out and transfigured their bunk beds back into a single cot. There was only one thing left to do now. Pulling out a scrap of parchment and a quill, he wrote with shaking hands. Harry, I'm sorry. I hope you can see now why this could never work between us. Work on you and your recovery. You have your whole life ahead of you. It would be easier if we didn't contact one another. DM. He left the notes sitting on the table as he grabbed his things. He turned on the spot, feeling his way into that familiar crushing darkness as he shattered through Harry's protective wards and enchantments and left the hollow for the last time. say anything do you have anything to say for yourself what have you done oh god well they left the forest well draco did anyways draco left Mm -hmm. and left harry a note saying not to contact him and it would never work between them Mm -hmm. why did he do that because he was super embarrassed (laughs) Not for any real reason. Just, <laughs> no, just like crippling, horror-filled shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like feeling very ashamed of himself. Yeah. Relatable, though. Yeah, relatable content. Like, when you do something super embarrassing, you're super like, cool, I, I don't need to ever see you again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will never live this down. Please don't contact me. I never want to be reminded of this again. <laughs> I have made a fool of myself. Yeah. I like the way you wrote bullet me mm. at the end. Just shows up. Gives comfort. 
Yeah. Doesn't lead him to Harry. It's just like, oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh, you buddy. You dug yourself in a big old hole. Didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you, you fucked <laughs> you up. You done fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, that embarrassment fueling him to, like, A, write a note that's, like, super impersonal. He doesn't even sign it his full name. <laughs> and then breaking all of Harry's awards when he leaves. Mm-hmm. Transfiguring the bed back to a cot. Yeah, like, trying to erase all these reminders of him. Yeah. It's like he never even was there. Yeah. Very much so. I think, like, trying to drive that, like, nail in the coffin of, like, see, I'm a terrible person. Yeah. hmm Yeah. Don't come after me. I'm a horrible human being. I don't deserve this. Like, don't deserve this, like, kind of kindness. Yeah, but no mention of the night before. Mm-hmm. No mention of anything like that. Well, he just said he's sorry. Yeah, but it's a very impersonal note, so the sorry isn't very, like, directed. Oh, no, not at all. It's not like, I'm sorry for the way I acted. No. I'm sorry for everything. (laughs) I'm sorry, it's not going to work out between us. Like, don't contact me, bye. I gotta go have a meltdown. Yeah. (laughs) I can't face this. Yeah. I'm a horrible person. (laughs) So that's the end of Mm. part two. Yeah. And now on to part three, Mm -hmm. which we called Misunderstood Creatures. I feel like very aptly. Yes. <laughs> because we're talking about both Draco and Harry and the Thestrals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And potentially one dragon. <laughs> <laughs> one dragon with like a brief, brief like moment. <laughs> Whatever they shine through. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's like read the end of the fic, they know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> and I will not mention it again until we get to yeah, that yeah. chapter. <laughs> So, yeah. And I think that, like, irrational fear that Draco has that, like, Harry left and it, like, relapsed because of what he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. On one hand, it's really easy to say, like, that's his anxiety. But on the other hand, they came to the forest because Harry died. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not unrealistic. Yeah. It's really interesting, though, like, the night before Mm. my previous chapter, Harry doesn't think of that at all. Yeah. He doesn't think of it at all. Which I think is, like, such a big step. Like, something really, like, heartbreaking happens to him, and that's not as, you know, not on his radar. Not at all. Of coping. Yeah, I think it's really incredible. But it just, like, sort of goes to show, like, he's far enough away from that I think Mm -hmm. to be able to like think what's happening in this situation can I handle this Mm. like it doesn't shake his foundation of recovery yeah which is good Mm. yeah definitely and how much of that of of Harry's recovery like Draco felt like he probably didn't even realize he felt responsible for if like that was his first reaction yeah and who knows how like Draco seeing him secondarily Mm. exist with all these feelings and like but he harry definitely isn't as open about like Mm. you know i'm feeling so he has certain moments where he says i'm feeling like this like comfort me Mm. but like you know he's not as open about his thinking process about it like yeah i don't think he would have been as clear about like you know oh i'm craving this or like Mm. you know today was that hard for me or whatever Mm. like it's more in the beginning of the forest Mm -hmm. Certainly not a common thing towards the end. Yeah. So who knows what Draco's 
understanding of his point in recovery is. Yeah. And his internal dialogue about it. Yeah, because they don't really talk. I mean, they're not really good at communicating at this stage yet. No. No. <laughs> they haven't quite figured that out yet. No. <laughs> a lot of flailing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feelings. I did like that Draco was like, oh my god, it's the first time he's kissed a boy. Yeah. That was interesting. Mm. Which, in reality, like, I mean, Draco's kind of, like, had experiences, like, early in school. Mm-hmm. Theo. But, yeah. And, but in his adult life, his only consensual, like, kiss has been from Charlie. Yeah. Which ended in a fucking nightmare. Well, it didn't start in a nightmare. No, it didn't start in one. It just ended in one. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I feel very bad for Draco. Mm, same. <laughs> Fucking same. <laughs> yeah, so we, we very much flipped around. Mm. The beginning of the forest, Harry was the super vulnerable one. Yeah. And now we're at a point where Draco is the super vulnerable yeah. one. And, you know, sort of making all kinds of shit happen. Yeah. So, yeah. So now they've both fucked up. Now they've both, like, yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> so part three, even footing, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm so excited about part three. Yeah, I am Can sure, we give actually. some like little teasers about what's coming in part three? More Thestrals. So many more Thestrals. Yeah. Like Thestral lore. Yeah. Why they're mm-hmm. following them around. Mm-hmm. Um, Hermione getting more involved. Yeah, as an unspeakable. Mm. And then so many new characters. Oh, yeah. Um, Harry. Oh, I'm so excited. Harry I love it. in group meetings mm-hmm. and therapy. Mm. Draco back in therapy. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Draco just moves in with his therapist at this point. <laughs> Hi, Beatrice. I'm renting this corner of your oh, office. Thanks. <laughs> Neville makes a, a return yeah. appearance. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my God. Luna. We never talked about Neville's parents, did we? Oh, no. So, yeah, they were the parents that Draco recommended as their case study in yeah. my last chapter. Which was so beautiful. I thought... Yeah. JK also one of those things she just like gave you a snippet of yeah, and then and just like left it and it's yeah. just a tragic thing horrible horrible yeah. thing and Neville deserves better yeah and I love Neville so much yeah, yeah yeah and like really wanting to explore that like you know things are still like St. Mungo's and the DOM are still trying things to help them like continue yeah. I haven't given up hope on them and this idea that Draco can be part of the healing after yeah. the war even so many years later yeah yeah and like you know carrying around this sense of responsibility for mm. those horrible things that have had lasting effects on people yeah definitely um, and like all of the guilt he carries for how he treated Neville yeah um and like what it must have been like and what it must still be like for Neville like living through all of that and yeah. like having parents in the state that they are in well, so we see more of Neville in part three. Yeah. He also gets paired with someone, mm-hmm. one of the characters I'm going to introduce, who so has a whole excited. chapter on. I have the biggest crush on this person. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love them. Yeah, and they're actually the character that Up the Hill did the yeah, art yeah. for, so we'll put really that on nice the group. Um, um, what else comes in part three? So much. Just like so much. The Ooh. dragon makes an appearance. Stop. That's enough. <laughs> um, but also there's a court case. Oh yeah, that's right. There's um discussions at the Department of Mystery. Yeah, Mysteries. grand romantic gestures. There is a definitely grand Multiple. romantic. <laughs> 
things happening. Yeah. Um, Harry continues woodworking. Yeah. And yeah, and the Department of Mysteries as well, like, gets really intense. Mm-hmm. Like, we really go into depth. Mm-hmm. Um, and the woodworking. Oh, I'm so happy. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. There's quite a few people who have said that they're listening that um, read part one and part two, mm-hmm. but didn't get to part three because there's quite a gap in between. Yeah. Us then, finishing. Yeah. yeah. And then we were posting it like randomly because both of us were really, really busy mm. and didn't have, you know, we don't live in the same place all the time Yeah. because I work somewhere else. Mm. Yeah, so like six hours away. <laughs> Really puts a damper on fic writing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are definitely weekends yeah. I drove six hours yeah. to come sit and workshop a chapter. Yeah. And then drove six hours home mm. to go back to work. <laughs> if that's not a grand romantic gesture, I don't know what it is. <laughs> As I, like, phone you the whole yeah. way. Like, I've got ideas for my chapter. <laughs> I can't write any of them down because I'm driving. Yeah. <laughs> so still. I'm, I'm still forcing you to listen to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd listen to like your last chapter yeah. in the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Send me like voice notes mm. that I'd play. Yeah. Um <laughs> so it took us a really long time and not everyone was reading along with yeah. us. Um and Which I, I get like after totally, after we left totally. people hanging at part two, oh a lot of people God. were like, How dare you? Yeah, and like, then just didn't the read fuck? part three because yeah. they were mad at us and I completely understand. And that. then eventually, like when we did have people yeah. reading, they're like we would have something good happen and yeah. people would be like, Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Like yeah. they didn't trust us at all. Like, they were like, It's all. going too well, what's gonna happen? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, who dies yeah. now? Yeah, what's no, we, we gave everybody like some serious like trauma. Yeah. So oh, there's a birth. Oh, yeah. That happens. Mm-hmm. And a death. Mm-hmm. Not Harry or Draco. Yeah. Yeah. We do all of the intense things. Oh, God. There's so much that happens. There's I don't so want to say anything because I don't want to give away too much away. There's more, like, healer Draco mm. blood curses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Though. How could you forget oh, about man. that? Oh, man. Part three is wild. Part, part three is 200,000 words. Yeah. So. It's fucking wild. It's fucking wild. Put your goddamn seatbelt on. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else happens? Little Dipper is in like every yeah. chapter. <laughs> Little Dipper is like the main The only constant. He's the main character. Let's be real. Little Dipper just steals the show. We should put a photo up of the type of owl. I was imagining. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Put a put a photo up of Little Dipper. Somebody someone made... do art. Yeah, somebody yeah. Do someone art do art. Stupid yeah. floppy ear tufts. Yeah. Because somebody in the Facebook group commented about Little Dipper being adorable, like mm. just like how you wrote Little Dipper. Yeah. And I feel like we need to give them a visual representation of how fucking cute these. Yeah, like are. stuck in an orange juice mug like, yeah. at the breakfast <laughs> yeah, table, just exactly. like. Right. <laughs> That's Dipper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like a complete nuisance of an animal. Mm. But so, so lovable. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we're at. So excited to move away from this fucking... We were so fire. excited to go to part two. And it's, now because, it's because our bar was so low from part one. Yeah, that's true. I mean... That's like, really true. Like, <laughs> It's fantastically true. Yeah. Okay, so next episode that I'm going to read is the prologue to Misunderstood yeah. Creatures. And then we won't have a discussion about it because it's yeah. so short. Yeah. And then the next chapter after that that I'm going to read, which is my first chapter... Mm. 
We'll definitely have a discussion because I cry. I was going to say this chapter, every time. I don't even know if you can be in the room. No, I'm going to have to go lay down because in the it, grass outside in the first and just cry. Three paragraphs you just saw. I just every single time. I get emotional just thinking about it. Are you going to cry now? Maybe. I literally like within 30 seconds of me starting to read, it's going to be like it's so emotional. Sobbing. Yeah. Just like in the background, just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a thing. Sometimes I'll just be sitting on my bed, like reading that part just for fun sometimes and just like crying. And then like my other partner comes in and they're like, you're reading that scene with Hermione again, aren't you? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's like a very predictable, consistent experience in this household. Know, it's been like two years. It's been like literally two years and I still, I'm not over it. <laughs> I'm not over but it. But I don't understand why you don't get like that for like the Ron scenes. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> like it just says you're a terrible person because I feel like the Ron scene would get me way worse if I hadn't written it <laughs> than the Hermione scene. Yeah. yeah, there's no part in the story that makes you cry. There's like five significant parts of the story <laughs> that make me cry very intensely. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone that make me cry. There's several that I, like, don't like, viscerally yeah. don't like reading. There are several that I viscerally do like reading. <laughs> like, the dragon. We're, we're going to come back to the dragon, and I'm going to ask you very probing questions I'm going to love it. I'm going to be like, look, this is who I am. And this is who I am. spiritual, metaphysical You chose level. me anyway. Okay? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You can't pretend that you didn't yeah. see this coming. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just me and my personality <laughs> shining through. Yes, that is accurate. <laughs> and then it, like, comes back around in the wolf star that we're writing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, let's bring back the dragons. Let's bring the dragons back. Here we are again. This is Come full circle. This is who I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we got no, no, wait. There is a scene that I think is super emotional that would get me. If I didn't, if I wasn't, like, reading it aloud, mm. I would cry. Mm. Um, Dennis Creed. Oh, oh, don't you? Why would you say that to me? That scene also. We're gonna try. You just picked up your shirt and hid in your shirt to say that. Like, what? Now you're doing it again. No one can don't see judge you. me. We're gonna have to put a fucking disclaimer on that chapter. It's horrifying and beautiful. I hate it. Thanks. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But if if, oh if it wasn't me who had written that, so I wasn't like so used to the words, then I would cry. <gasps> no. And there's another one. Sylvia. Okay. We gotta go. I, gotta, I can't cope anymore. I'm abandoning there's everything. There's more than five moments that you cry in this video. No, no, seriously. Like there's 50. a significant amount. It's like yeah. every chapter. Yeah. Anybody who's, like, reading along with us, let us know if there are moments in the fic that make you cry, because I don't want to feel alone here. <laughs> yeah. There was a comment once that, like, this person... Oh, like a few days ago, actually. No, 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 the older one. Oh, who yeah. was like, this person was like, cool, I'm dehydrated, I cried so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like... Such a... I was like, wow, I really relate to that. <laughs> I also have cried so much writing this that I am, like, pathologically dehydrated. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So just stay hydrated, yeah. folks. Part three is yeah. a is a ride. Yeah, it's a fucking ride. There was somebody 
like a few days ago that commented that they cried through 60% of the mm-hmm. fic and outright sobbed during two parts. And I was like, did I ghost write this? <laughs> did I write this in my sleep? Same. Shame. Or the person who was like, that was a lot. I'm tired. Now. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, I'm tired. Thanks. <laughs> it was such a great time. Dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm tired too, man. <laughs> And I'm writing another one. <laughs> Why are we doing this, Dora? We're already at 90k on the other. Oh god, it hasn't even started properly. <laughs> we don't know how to write short fix. Like I don't. I think it's you. Just, it's you. No, it's definitely me. No, that's not true because I tried to write a one shot, <laughs> and write... that's what turned. The, that's what it turned into. Your one shot turned into this monstrosity. I tried to write a one you shot. Dragged me into it. <laughs> one shot sex scene, mm-hmm. and I did a good job. Yeah, you did a good job. Then I posted it to Ao3, mm-hmm. and we were like, we could just write more chapters. Yeah, because then, because then you turned to me and you were like, what would Remus do now? <laughs> And I was like, well, you know how you were like, challenge master manipulator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at you. Well, what would Remus do like now? A fucking fiddle. <laughs> then you wrote like 15K. Yeah. <laughs> My response was like, yeah, well, here's what he would fucking wait, do. Yeah, wait, let's go back to first year. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> wait, what do you fucking do? Well, you need the backstory. <laughs> you need seven years of backstory to understand properly what he would do. Row. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. But I self indulgent. <laughs> Sirius is my. Mm-hmm. Even more than I identify with Harry, I identify with Sirius. Mm. Yeah. So I couldn't pass up the opportunity to drag you along yeah, into well. That'll be season four of this. Yeah. We'll be the wolf podcast. Star. We'll be the wolf star we yeah. keep talking about. Yeah. So get ready. Yeah, get ready for that. I know you guys. <laughs> so if you're all like bereft and depressed after like part three, like just join us on another nightmare adventure. <laughs> literally is a nightmare. <laughs> I don't know if everyone should join us. We're going to update the warnings. No, dude, this is a cult now. <laughs> Can you calm down? Jesus Christ. It's like you writing the newsletters without my permission. <laughs> what did Ro say this week? <laughs> Quotable quotes by Ro. <laughs> update your friends and family. Oh my God. We're a nightmare. No, you are the nightmare. Yeah, that's true. We're both you together. You chose me anyways. Yes. That's true. She said dejected. It was a good choice. Yeah. I stand by it. For that's more, fine. for notes, see the dragon chapter. We just it's keep like coming back. We just keep coming back. It's like a whole footnote on my whole life. Like a little asterisk, yeah. like a little one. <coughs> see yeah. the dragon chapter. Yeah, exactly. Why did I do that? That's that's probably anything I ever do. Mm-hmm. Earlier this lockdown, I think I may have fractured my leg. Yet I I left you home alone for two hours. <laughs> two hours. Well, <laughs> and you took yourself for a walk by yourself. I may have. Yes, I may have gone far into a ravine. <laughs> oh my god. Mm. I also broke my phone. (laughs) I'm less concerned about the phone. Anyway, the dragon chapter will explain a lot. Yeah. Anyways. Moving swiftly on. I I think we should stop, and Mm -hmm. then I should read the prologue. Mm -hmm. And then we should carry on Mm -hmm. to part three. Yeah, let's do that. I need to get the taste of part two out of my mouth. (laughs) So you've made it through the forest, Mm -hmm. and now, welcome to Misunderstood Creatures. Yay. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.